0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Solani and the Bush Baby by Helen Disney Solani was the newest picker at the African tea estate. He was 12 years old, and by reaching, he could pick the tender leaves at the very top of the tea bushes. These were the best of all the leaves and were separated from the rest. He stepped off the path to reach for a clump of leaves high on a bush. There was a stabbing pain in his leg. A snake had struck. Solani fell to the ground, crying with the terrible pain. The snake slid quickly back into the shadows. This was no new emergency to the foreman, who ran for his snake serum kit. Within minutes, he had injected the serum and sent for a truck. He must get the boy to the nearby hospital as quickly as possible. It was there that I, the missionary nurse in charge, became acquainted with Solani. They won't listen to me, the foreman complained to the doctor. Our strictest rule is that you never step off the path when you are picking leaves. But this boy is new, and his mind was on the leaves at the top of the bush. I wish someone had seen the snake so we would know the poison we're fighting, the doctor said. He looked worried. The boy is already unconscious, so he must have gotten a large dose of it. We'll do the best we can, but you'd better send for the family. We don't know who they are, nor where they live, the foreman said. The boy came looking for work alone. He said his father was dead, and the family had gone off, leaving him to look after himself. He's a good boy, and a fast picker. Do your best for him, doctor. The busy foreman went back to his duties, thankful he could leave the boy in our hands. I took over for the next twenty-four hours, and an African nurse and I did not leave him. We gave stimulants for the laboring heart, and piled on blankets to warm the cold body. The boy looked shrunken and helpless as he lay unconscious in the hospital bed, but at the end of twenty-four hours we knew he would live. Prayer and modern medicine had won. In the days that followed we were not able to win Solani's friendship. He lay silent and unsmiling, though the pain in his leg had lessened and he knew he would live. At first I thought that my foreign looks and less-than-fluent language frightened him, but the African nurse could not get a response out of him either. Even Mazomsi failed. She was the ward housekeeper, and she had a way with frightened patients. Solani lay unmoving, his face a mask of unfriendliness and weariness. I decided to try a solution I had used before. Down the hill from us was the mission school, and Timba was a student there. I sent word for him to come up after school. "'Timba,' I said when he came, "'thank you for coming so promptly.' "'What would I do without you? We need your help with a snake-bite case. The boy's name is Solani, and he's from the tea estate He has no home, and he doesn't know where his family is. Please make friends with him. We've failed.'" The first day, Temba didn't get anywhere with a sick boy, but he had a remedy for that. The next day, he brought his bush baby. That's what the Africans call the marmot. It's a small, furry animal with little, friendly eyes. "'African boys like to carry a marmot about in their pockets. "'I've brought my bush baby to stay with you "'while you're in the hospital,' Timba said, "'handing Solani the little animal. "'Solani took the gentle bush baby in his hands "'and spoke for the first time. "'I had one once, but it died. "'Here was something he understood, "'something he could love, "'and that is how the boys became friends. "'But Solani still didn't like the rest of us. "'Can you read?' Timba asked Solani one day. "'I was just beginning to learn at the T. Estate Night School when this happened,' he said. "'Would you like to study while you're here? I'll help you.' "'Yes,' the boy said. "'I want to learn to read and write more than anything else. "'Tomorrow I'll bring up some books and we'll see how far you've gone. "'I'll bring a tablet and pencil, too. "'You'll have plenty of time to study here, "'and you can keep up with your night school class,' Timba said as he left." That's the kind of boy Timba was. He belonged to the church youth volunteers, and this was the kind of service he liked most to give. But Solani was puzzled. He asked, why do you come to see me? Is somebody paying you to teach me? What would you be doing if you weren't coming here? Well, Timba said, rubbing the soft fur of the bush baby that sat beside Solani's pillow, I come to see you because I want to. I hope we're going to be friends. Nobody pays me to teach you, and if I weren't here, I'd be playing soccer at school. The next day, I asked the African nurse to bundle Solani up and carry him out to the veranda for morning prayers. I sat by the railing, looking down the hill to the narrow green valley with its small stream flowing through it across the valley. A hill rose, not too steeply; it was dotted with the kraals and small farms of our African neighbors. I turned from this peaceful scene to look at Solani. he was sitting on the floor, his back against the wall, paying no attention to the service. Instead, he was looking down at the bush baby in his lap. As he rubbed its soft fur, an expression of contentment took the place of his usual scowl. Day by day, Solani improved. He lived for the afternoons in Timba's visits. One day, he asked, Why is everybody so good to me here? Well, Timba said, It's because they are Christians. What's Christians? People who try to live like Christ. Who's Christ? Let me read to you from my Bible to help you understand. Timba took his New Testament from his pocket. "'What's a Bible?' Solani asked. "'It's a book of history about Christianity and the life of Jesus. "'It tells us how to live good, useful lives.'" Solani was puzzled. "'I'll tell you what,' Timba said. "'I'll ask our pastor to come and see you and to explain it all to you.'" "'What's a pastor?' Solani asked. "'He's the head person in our church,' Timba said, "'using the only word he could think of that Solani would understand.'" When the pastor came, the ward was in confusion. An accident case had come in, and I was helping the doctor. I suggested, why don't you carry Solani outside where it's quiet? The bush baby went along. I heard the murmur of voices and knew that our good pastor was telling Solani about the Heavenly Father and his son. Going out to the kitchen for a kettle of hot water, I heard the pastor say, There is great happiness in living the Christian life. Solani interrupted him. Temba's a Christian, isn't he? he said. "'Yes, he is. But what made you think so?' the pastor asked. "'Nobody but a Christian would bring his bush baby to keep me company.' At last, Salani was well, and the time came for him to return to the tea estate. Timba came to the hospital to say goodbye. "'We're friends now, aren't we?' I heard him say. "'Yes, we're friends.' Solani took the bush baby out of his pocket and held it out to Timba. "'Here's your bush baby. He helped the hospital people make me well.' "'I want you to have him,' Timba said.' He's happy with you. Take him back to the tea estate with you. Solani couldn't find the words he wanted to thank Timba. He could only look his thanks. He rubbed the soft fur gently and then put the bush baby back in his pocket. Come back in a week and go to church with me, Timba invited. I will if I can get permission, Solani said, and I'll bring along the bush baby because I'll never leave him alone. I know you won't, Timba said. We watched thankfully as Solani turned and started his journey back to the tea estate six miles away. Walk well, Timba called. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fishel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association.